0: Good morning, welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Saturday, the 17th of October. My name is Nick here in Melbourne, studying in China. On Monday, there's the third quarter GDP reading expected to be released. And Reuters has done a survey of economists and found a mean expectation of 5.2% annualised growth, which is much higher than Q2 of 3.2% very strong figures and it it, it seems to suggest that the Chinese economy is really sort of undergoing a a v-shaped recovery not the swoosh shaped or the u shaped that has been toyed with in sort of analysis. Now in addition to the GDP there's also industrial production and retail sales data due out. Retail sales has been a bit disappointing so far but there's expectations that that will pick up as well and in terms of the Impact on currency. It's been reflected in in a a real bounce in the Chinese currency. It sort of crossed a technical resistance level, and it's currently at six point six nine six one per U.S. dollar. Now that um, is causing some issues because you know the Chinese like to keep the currency fairly steady for good reasons, and that means they may have to either reduce rates, they haven't cut rates for six months now, and that would you know, hopefully cause the, yeah, the currency to stay down a bit. But then if that doesn't work, they may have to do some things they've done in the past, such as changing the basket or the reference basket, tweaking that or even capital controls. And if that was to happen, you know, if they were to release or allow capital to release, then that should be good for Australia's real estate market and even, you know, acquisitions because they love putting their capital in sort of offshore locations such as Melbourne and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Moving to an update on vaccines, obviously they've been a big driver behind positive performance in global markets recently. And there's been some new updates recently. Firstly the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine, which was always the sort of front runner, that has been on hold now in the US for over a month and apparently that's due to this data issue so all their information that of the participant that got the arguably the transverse myelitis condition it was you know, a uk patient and the way the the records and data stored there is in a very different way and it's taken them a month to formulate it in a way that the US FDA can can read it or interpret it how they need to so that's They've now got that and had it for about a week, so it's expected that they will make an announcement any day now regarding the resumption of the US trial. Interesting, there, just how something as sort of peculiar as data can be such a delay and such an important thing. Now, in addition to this, Pfizer's just released news pre market that they expect that the emergency use authorization of their vaccine to be um, approved by late November and their stocks trading up about 2.5% pre-market this morning. And whilst there's been positive progress on the vaccine front, Gilead's Remdesivir, the treatment has been found to not be terribly effective in reducing the mortality of hospitalised COVID patients according to the WHO Solidarity trial that has been released in the last few hours. It's a, a study that's covered 11,266 hospitalized patients. So a big study. And as a, a doctor that the Financial Times quotes, it, it should be enough to cover, you know, to make a meaningful significant finding. So they mention that these treatments along with remdesivir, hydroxychloroquine, and lopinavir and interferon re- regimes appear to have little effect on in-hospital mortality. So they mentioned that these treatments had no substantial effect on mortality or reduced the need to ventilate patients. So not looking good there. Moving to the markets now. The U.S. has opened up a little bit. Positive U.S. retail sales figures out there. That's your update for Saturday. Have a great weekend.